Hey family, it's Joseph here again. Now you have heard me talk about how tech sales has changed my life. I actually wanna introduce you to another career that if you decide to go into it, truly is recession proof, and that is cybersecurity. Level Careers is a platform similar to Course Careers that is self-paced and allows you to obtain knowledge and ed education in cybersecurity, and get this, without prior experience or a degree. That's right. And so you definitely want to get into that. And if you are interested in learning more about cybersecurity, go ahead and click the link below. It's in my description and use my promo code Joseph 10. That's right. Use my promo code Joseph 10 in order to save 10% off of the purchase price of that course. So without further ado, I'm not going to delay you. Go click on the link, check out the free introductory courses and change your life today. Good evening, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of Tech Niche Tips. I am your host, J.M. Smith, Joseph M. Smith, whatever you want to call me, as long as it's J and it's biblical, I'll take it. And I'm with my host, Courtney, today. We're going to have a wonderful conversation. So before we get started, I want Courtney to say hello to everybody. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, 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 hey. We were just talking about children. <laughs> we were just talking about our, about life having having children. Um, and uh, we're gonna get into that as well. But before we do that, I want to know from those that are tuning in, watching us live, if you're live on LinkedIn, if you're live on Facebook, if you're live on YouTube, where are you tuning in from? I want to see that in the comment section. Hello, Tiffany. By the way, I'm gonna put you up on a big screen for those that are saying, hey. We want to say hey right back to you. Hey, Tiffany, how are you doing? I do see somebody else here. Julie. Hi, Julie. How okay. are you? I'm glad you're tuning in. And as you're tuning in, just put down in the comment section, where are you from? I'm going to put my my, my, my like pastoral rag here. <laughs> and I also, I'm from Florida, guys. I'm Florida. From Florida, so Florida in the house. Florida in the house. I am from <laughs> Central uh, well, central. I'm in, in central New Jersey right now, but I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York. So there we go. We got some. Oh, I got Miami, Florida. Look at that. They got a. So they're not too far. Not too far, right? Not too far. Not too <laughs> far. And then I got somebody tuning in from Chi Town, Chicago. Stand up. We have Kansas in the house, Emporia, Kansas, and live through LinkedIn from Boston, Massachusetts. Love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, this is going to be a, a, a fun conversation. Uh, oh, I got somebody else here who says they're from Brunswick, Georgia. Uh, Georgia, Georgia, Georgia. Yeah, I love me some Georgia. <laughs> All right. Yes, come on, y'all. I see some. I got, um, oh, yeah, you're great, Tiffany. Thank you. Always great when I catch you on live. It's always a fun time with you, Tiffany. It really is. Thank you so much for tuning in. Philly in the house. Philly yes. represent, represent. NYC stand up. That's right. That's right. You gotta, you gotta, uh, you gotta put exactly from NYC, Queens, Brooklyn, Staten Island. Where you from? Where you from? Right, Harlem. Wherever you from? Right. We got um. Also, I got someone else here from Michigan. Oh wait, from Michigan in Georgia. Okay, got it. Thank you, Tanisha, for the breakdown of that. Um, I got another question while they're coming in here. Now, I assume that my LinkedIn crowd already knows this, but I'm gonna throw it out there because I have the YouTube crowd, I have the Facebook crowd. Who knows? The definition of SaaS, S-A-A-S. Who knows? I mean, I'm assuming that you know if you're on LinkedIn, but I don't want to assume, right? Who knows the definition of SaaS? If you know what the definition of SaaS is, put it in the comment section as well, because I want to start off by doing that, because we're talking to the Olivia Pope of SaaS, <laughs> and it's important that we understand what SaaS is, right? <laughs> so and then while they do that, I want to ask you a question, and then we're going to get into the nitty gritty. But the Olivia Pope of SaaS, where did that come from? Did you make that up yourself? Did somebody like, oh, Olivia Pope of SaaS? So it was kind of a two-part thing. So I kind of, I've had like an obsession with scandal for like a little moment. But when I was actually thinking about what I'm really great at and what people say I'm great at, you know, the people I work with, clients I've had, it problem solving is a big part of it as a mom, just as an entrepreneur and as a coworker, right? And so um, I actually had a client that was like, talked about Olivia Pope, but I figured, oh my God, I can put them together, right? When I was thinking of kind of more personal branding. And so it became the Olivia Pope of SAS. And it sticks because I feel like if you know, you know, you know, yeah. if you know who Olivia Pope is, you know. 
Um, and I was trying to set myself apart. You know, I'm, I'm big on like personal branding and how you can stand out. And I, I think I did a pretty good job. <laughs> you did. You did. Absolutely. <laughs> if you haven't watched Scandal, uh, she was the fixer. If there was something wrong, she came and she fixed it. So that is absolutely the case. Oh, oh, oh he, he said Long Island, New York. Uh, and thank you, by the way, for this, Julie, for saying loving the energy here. We're trying to bring it. Uh, we're going to dive into the reason why we probably should not have energy very soon, talking about our families. But I definitely appreciate you putting in that you are feeling the energy that we are exuding right now. This is great. All right, let's go. Uh, software as a service. That's the question of the day, right? Ah. Bing, 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 bing. That's right. That's what SaaS stands for, software as a service. Thank you both to Julie, Mahogany. Oh, Julie, you did it twice. <laughs> She's like, I want to make sure they notice that I put this thing here. Software as a service. <laughs> and uh, software as a service, uh, 200, Alex, is that correct? Yes. That, that is correct. That is correct. That is correct. So with that being said, we're going to dive into your story for a bit because you, I, I, I read it. It is a powerful story. You, I know you, you said you're kind of an open book, so I want to I want to kind of leave it up to you to start from the very beginning. You could talk about your journey, um, getting into tech, and then we'll just take it from there. So go ahead. Let's hear your story from when you start off in Florida, cool. where that may be. I am actually going to start a little farther than that uh, back before tech. So I was born in Alexandria, Virginia, and my mother was actually a drug addict and a prostitute, and my father was facing a 20-year sentence for murder. Um, I actually was placed in foster care during that time for two years, and my grandmother got custody of me, and then we re relocated back to Florida. Once we did that, it seemed everything was going to be wonderful, right? But no, that just really wasn't the case. My grandmother was a single mother, and she really struggled to have any stability, and then she ended up becoming a nurse. And then um, I actually, my mom was murdered when I was 14, and so after she was murdered, that made things a lot more complex. And then I got pregnant when I was 17. And um, I left home when I was 16. So we lived in Ohio briefly. I think I, I miss, I kind of missed that a little bit, but I lived in Ohio uh, and my grandmother had got a new opportunity. So she thought it would be a great idea, right? For us to kind of relocate. And so I, of course, being a teenager, having just gone through a lot of other trauma was like, <laughs> no. So I left, I actually ran away. And um, I got on a bus and I went to Florida and that was the last time I was really ever under my grandmother's wing. And um, then I got pregnant when I was 17, which brought us closer together, but I always was very driven. So I went on, I had, I got three degrees. I never left school during that time because um, I was motivated to just not be another statistic, to not be like my family, to, you know, break generational curses and and things that just continued to happen over and over and over again. And I also knew my husband since I was 14. And so, you know, we've been together since I was 18 after I had my son. And um, I was actually a clinician. So I was a behavior analyst by trade was my formal official what I went to school for. And I was testing for two years for my board licensure. I took it nine times total. And I was three points away before I had a real come to Jesus moment. I really had to get really serious with myself on if this was really what I wanted. When I looked at the career trajectory, you know, was it something that I truly wanted to continue keep doing, not only for the mental and emotional just stress that it was causing, but I had invested so much time into it, right? And so I, I felt like so many people feel like, if I leave now, did I just waste it all? Um, and so I decided not to after a lot of tears and a lot of sadness. And then fast forward to actually the pandemic was when I officially decided. So it was 2021 actually is when I decided that I was no longer going to do it. And I was scrolling through YouTube like so many of us. And I came across SB Academy and it was for tech sales. Now in college, and I had sold life insurance. So I had been in sales pretty much my whole, I worked at a strip club, you know, like I've been in sales. <laughs> so it wasn't really new to me, but I knew that I decided I liked their mission. They were, you know, trying to get 1 million underrepresented people into tech. And I knew if I just invested into myself in that way and really surrendered to the program, that 
it would pay off, you know? So to me, the investment wasn't that big of a deal. And so, especially coming off of a master's degree, right? <laughs> and so mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like, oh, I can just pay $10,000 for this program, which essentially is still investing in myself. I learned way more than I ever anticipated, but I finished January 26th of 2021. I had my offer February 7th for Dun & Bradstreet. And then fast forward and well, no, I'm missing some. So at the same time, I got an opportunity to consult. So I started consulting at the same time on the side, which you know my company didn't know, but I got an opportunity to work with R&B artist Money Long. And so I was consulting, which was like a dream opportunity that came from my podcast and Right. I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And then fast forward six months and I was laid off at Dun & Bradstreet. And it was right before all the big tech company layoffs. And so I was a little sad about it, of course. But I also realized that this was an opportunity. And so I decided to really hone in on what I really wanted to do. And so the missing piece was born, (laughs) which is an autism resource app that connects families to providers and resources. It helps them get a diagnosis and then also find just any other resources that they may need. You can think better help, but for autism. And also Hope Dealers IO with Nikki from SV, which is an educational coaching platform. So we do coaching and help people break into tech, help them with like interviews and personal branding and how to tell their stories. And then also um, we have something else in the works coming, but I can't say too much about it yet. Oh, no. Yeah. You got to hold on to that. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just a little while. Oh, man. And so that's, that was like a really long intro, but I wanted to give everyone like the full scope of the very beginning to now and there was a lot more tears and and really tough things in the in between which we'll, i'm mm. sure we'll get into <laughs> flowers grow on the trail of tears I, I mean i just thought about that but like that thought just came to me flowers do grow on a trail of tears and so i think man like your story is amazing i think that it's one that you know many people could resonate to because sometimes we're born out of circumstances that we really did not, we had no control. That's a, this is a fact of life. We had no mm-hmm. control, but in order to turn, um, I know it's kind of cliche, but or, in order to turn lemons into lemonade, you have to kind of go through that process of actually squeezing out the juice out of it. And life does that at times. Can you talk a little bit? I want to kind of go into the love story there because I, I that's the first thing I was, I was like, woo, you know, you have all this stuff that you grew through. And I, I, and I know that through your life, you probably learned how to be a fixer of things. You know, things weren't right. You you had a, you kind of had to develop that personality to fix things with everything going on with your grandmother and things of that nature. You had to be independent early. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will talk about that more later, but I want to talk about specifically you and finding that love um, because that, uh, people believe it or not, especially those that are married that are watching this, having that significant other can really alter the trajectory of where you want to go. Can you talk about the the impact your now husband has had on your life? Yeah, that's a really good question because, so we actually met in middle school. We met Mm. when we were, I was 13 and he was 14. And uh, he came up to me. He was, he had, we had a mutual friend and I was having a birthday party. So I thought it was so cool. (laughs) And he was like, hey, can I come to your birthday party? And I was like, sure. And that was kind of it. That was how we became friends. Um, but I actually had my son with somebody else. So my my first son um, is not his biologically, but he has literally was there for me. He took me to all my doctor's appointments. Wow. You know, he was he was my best friend at that time, believe it or not. Right. Like we were still only friends. We didn't actually start dating until after I had my son. And then after I had my son, right, it was just kind of like, okay, actually what really happened, okay, it wasn't that simple. I'm going to tell you a really funny story about that is after he had my son, he was dating somebody 
And that is when I realized I don't like this. Okay. I don't like this. I do not like this because he wouldn't want to hang out with me as much. And I was like, I want to be with him. Mm. But I always thought we were really just friendly. We always joked about one day being together, but I was like, no, it's going to be now because I, <laughs> I like you <laughs> and I don't want you to be with anybody else. But he mm. is the most patient. He makes me want to be a better person because he's so kind. Ooh, my earring. He's so kind. You know, um, he deepened my relationship with God for yeah. sure. And that was after him being an atheist, which is a whole not that could be a whole podcast on yeah. its own. But um, he, he's been consistent. He has been the one constant probably in my life thus far, for sure. That's amazing. You know, it's so funny. You're talking about your story. I'm thinking about me and my wife. And we were close friends at the time. I didn't know she liked me for an entire year during our, our friendship. And she was just like praying with her girlfriend, like, Lord, let him see this because he's blind. I mean, I know he's wearing glasses, but he is blind. And so uh, it literally was one day and I was like, you know, I wonder how my wife will feel about her because I can't see my life without her. Oh, my God. Maybe, maybe, maybe I should combine the two. <laughs> so have a friend and my wife together in one instead of like these two different people right so i i totally get that sort of like that mindset of like man you when you find that person that you consider special the person you can't see a life without it's hard to let them go and i'm so yeah. glad that you held yeah. on to him <laughs> you yeah. said you gotta change some things yeah. with that other one i'm the one right yeah <laughs> and it's been you know it's gonna be 16 years we've been together next Congrats. month Thank you. So I, I mean, that has its challenges. You know what I mean? Like we're changing. We were literally teenagers and just changing together and being patient with each other as we move and shift. And everybody wants a long-term relationship until the work is required. Mm. Mm. That's right. That's right. And speaking about work, you have a large family like I do. <laughs> Could you tell the people how many children you and your wonderful husband have? We have four kids ranging from 16 to 2. Look at that. And we have six ranging from 15 to 7 months. <laughs> so, oh, a new baby. A new baby. Uh, we don't sleep, uh, but that's okay. Uh, we'll, we'll find another time to do that. Uh, but let's talk about how, how has it been traversing different careers with the growing family people want to know oh my god actually so so <laughs> i can laugh now that oh, yeah. other things have changed but when i really had that moment right in 2021 after i went and took this test again and saw the fail because it says fail which like who i don't even know why we would have that on the test where it just says that but whatever um it was really devastating because I felt like everything I worked for, my family's depending on it. Our lives are going to get significantly better. You know, just so much was wrapped in that, that I, I mean, I also had to uncover why so much of my own personal value was only wrapped in my work. But that has been extremely difficult. And then in, in the last two years specifically, I had my my fourth son. So then I wasn't working. And then during the pandemic, my husband actually worked in tech. He was doing like support for restaurants, computers. And what, as we all know, during the pandemic, many restaurants shut down. And so most of his clients were no longer. And so he lost his entire income. Oh. And so I was pregnant. I wasn't working. And I had decided to make a career shift post right after I had the baby. And my husband's like, are you sure you don't want to take the test one more time? I'm like, mm. are you sure? You know? So it was really, 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 really challenging. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, facing the the layoff that I had again, because it was just like, just the moment where it felt like, okay, I'm going to have a little bit more stability, even as I'm building my own business. Because if anyone here is an entrepreneur, they're trying to build something like it is not what you guys see on Instagram. 
like mm-hmm. you guys see people and the flex is real and all those things is wonderful but yep. when there is no money in your bank account and your kids are hungry and bills are due there is a, a very it's it creates a lot of stress so it has been really really wonderful all the things that have been able to happen and equally as challenging and stressful making all of these changes but i think if the one thing I could definitely tell people and just encourage people, especially like in sales, right? It's, it's an ebb and flow, you know, and that is just the reality of, of life and the ability to pivot, especially through entrepreneurship. I think I'm continuing to reinforce this idea as parents, we have to be willing to pivot when we have new information. Mm. I don't think I probably could have put myself in less pain if I would have stopped taking the test like at round three (laughs) and really just because it's only a 60% pass rate for the test. Mm -hmm. And then that actually decreases every time thereafter. Not to say that you can't be a different, you know, I didn't want to believe the statistics, but I think it was my own, my own um, unwillingness to face the reality is that I really didn't want to do it. Yeah. Even though I had invested all this time and money and effort. And so I would just encourage people to pivot if it's not working. <laughs> like you don't have to wait for five years or a year. You yeah. can you can see after three or six months, like, okay, this method and whatever I'm trying to do, like I need to change it or or a month, depending on what it is, right? You know, not yeah. it's not quite that simple, but just be willing to pivot when it's not working. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking about pivot, 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 <laughs> pivot, pivoting. There we go. All right. Speaking about pivoting, we're going to talk about tech sales real quickly, because that's what we're really here. You know, one of the things that we're here to talk about before I do that, I want to go to the, co- the, the comment section here. We have a few people that said, man, such a powerful story. And it really is a powerful story. Um, so thank you so much for sharing it with us. Uh, I hear Net- Network Savage says, thank you for this. Like, this is something that he, or whoever that is, I can't see the picture that well, but is really intrigued by. So, so thankful. So thanks. So thank you again, Courtney, for sharing your story. And let's go to tech sales because you are the little pope of SaaS. Let's talk about your experiences. You, I mean, even though you did have that unfortunate layoff, mm-hmm. what was your initial experience working at the company that you got hired for? So I was in love with the experience. So I was very strategic and where I wanted to go. I wanted to be closer proximity to businesses. And so the people who are watching might know what Dun & Bradstreet is. If you have a company, you have a Dunn's number. But more than that, essentially think of it like your business's social security. And every business on planet Earth has one of these pretty much if they're running a legitimate business. And so to me, I was so excited to be there. And then once I actually got there, I was uh, primarily targeting mid-market and small businesses for um, sales and marketing software solutions. And I was accepted into a, a mentorship with the C-suite. Like it was, I it was such a great opportunity and I was Thanks. so excited about it. And um, it was a huge company. They've been around for 150 years. So I was just very excited to, to grow and to learn and, you know, that just wasn't what God had in store for me. And so, um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I loved it. I did love it. I loved the sales aspect of it. It taught, I mean, everything I had to do on a day-to-day basis, right? If you're thinking about getting into sales, cold calling, generating leads, um, you know, understanding how to talk and uncover people's pain points and offer them solutions based on those pain points and learning more about just business in general, how to scale, why is it important, where companies are at, how to evaluate certain companies, how to identify, right, if they are really in the market for what your solution is, and just digging and researching and really understanding more about business as a whole was so powerful and so needed. Um, There was a sermon that we had at church and they were talking about how you can only connect the dots looking backward. Mm. And I wouldn't have necessarily known that 
deepening those skills at that time, especially if you're in sales and it's not giving you the results you wanted. Because I can be honest, in that experience, the department we were in, the product that we actually had wasn't great product market fit. Sorry if you're from Dun & Bradstreet and you're watching this. I mean, we're not at the company anymore anyway, but it wasn't a great product in compare. Like, I mean, it was against Zoom Info. And, and even though we had better data, you know, better quality data, it just wasn't, the product just wasn't that great. So whatever, nonetheless, <laughs> nonetheless, it was so, um, it was just such a valuable experience that I actually, but I, I didn't even like, I w- it didn't even hit my quota for like three months. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Right. And, and so that was so disheartening. Yeah. That was so disheartening because I'm like, Ooh, I'm coming in. I'm going to kill it. I'm going to do all these things. And I was like, humbled quickly like yeah. okay you have to pivot so i i did you know i did yeah and actually i forgot to mention this just so people know we're gonna have a q a session at the end y'all so don't so don't go anywhere if you have any questions for uh courtney or even questions for myself we are going to be answering these questions at the end so please go ahead and put the questions in the chat even now i'm going to go back and go through all the questions as much as we can, we're going to answer it tonight for you uh, before we head out. So don't forget that. Put your questions in the chat and we're going to definitely talk about them. So speaking about that, you decided to pivot into entrepreneurship. Can you? T- I know you mentioned a little bit earlier about how the grind is not easy. It's not for the faint of heart. But one thing about tech sales that I love is that it actually helps you in teaching you and developing a mindset of a business owner, of an entrepreneur, of someone that's looking to go out, out on their own. Do the research, outreach, and discovery, right? Uh, so, can you talk a little bit about you, what you know, what what you've been doing now in regards to your entrepreneurship? You touched on it before, but that mm-hmm. pivot into entrepreneurship. Can you talk about that? Yeah, for sure. So, all of those things are great, like what you said, right? Um, but the the farther thing, and what I would challenge people to think if they are maybe considering moving into entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. That experience alone, as far as sales, is so great in understanding at least how to generate income. Yeah. The difference is, right, when it comes to being an entrepreneur, is if you don't sell, you do not eat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if you don't book a meeting. So there's just an immense amount of pressure that comes with that and different problems that you have to solve, right? Like if you're only focused on sales in an organization, you are only focused on the solution to whatever, right? If you're selling a software, if you're a car salesman, whatever you're doing, but you're only selling that solution. Whereas as an entrepreneur, and especially in the beginning startup phases of things, you're the marketer, you're the salesperson, you're, you know, the administrative assistant, you are doing all of those things. I think if you can get really good at tech sales, you can expand on those skills and it makes other things easier because sales is difficult. Like either way, if you have a great product, if you work, it's still difficult because of the emotional roller coaster that it takes you on, right? It's still a challenge. So I think it, the best entrepreneurs are typically the best salespeople. Mm, And they may have never, like there are people who didn't necessarily sell a particular product, but they got really good at selling themselves and the solution that they had. Right. And so it can benefit you is, is the really what it comes down to. Like sales is only going to make whatever else you do easier. Absolutely. A bit. Can, can a business be a truly a business without sales? No, no, because exactly. you have to sell. Exactly. You have to sell something, whether that is yourself, right? Like I have to sell myself when I talk to an investors. I have to sell myself. I mean, I have to sell the solution, but at this point, it's not a full-blown proven product yet, right? So in order for me to get capital to start the process, right? I have to sell myself. People have to believe in me first. I think if you're thinking about discovery calls, right? And you're you're making cold calls. 
You're trying to get people who have no idea who you are to get on the call with you. You have to be able to sell them on why they need to talk to you. So it's like mm-hmm. you are selling yourself, but you're also selling the solution. So if you can get really good at your messaging and get good at marketing, I mean, those are two things that like, whew, you want to get me real excited about something? Sales and marketing together. If you can do those two things, you're good. Ooh, you're, you're good. good. Yeah. Ooh. With that being said, I think there's a good time for some q and I'm going to go to Mahogany. She, she didn't have a question, but she made a good point. She said, yes, indeed. Tech sales has truly amplified my entrepreneurial skills. Mm-hmm. And that is true. Like even 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 though I, I had like some background as a solar in solar sales, inside sales specifically. So I was working from home and remote and all that good good jazz. Mm-hmm. Uh getting into tech sales, all this all this has helped refine my business acumen, you know. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, we are going to open up for Q&A at this particular time. And I'm actually going to to be the one to kind of start saying something here uh, with regards to my question. My question to you. OK, I, I am Tom, Dick or Harry. You give me whatever name you want to give me. I'm coming off. I'm like, hey, I want to pivot. You're talking about pivot, Courtney. I want to pivot into <laughs> to tech sales and, and do this amazing thing. Now, where, where do I begin? If I was anybody coming off the street, what were the first one, two, or even three steps that you would give me to begin in regards to getting into tech sales? This is perfect because this is my favorite part of like getting people to make that switch, right? When they're looking and they're asking me for certain things. I would say one, why? That is the key thing. And not because my kids love me and my really truly like why specifically and then the other thing is what industry do you actually want to be in right because now you figured okay i want to do tech sales i know why i want to do tech sales i want to make a lot of money cool and i want to work now where do you want to work at and i think that that's really important because people often will say well i just need to switch out of what i'm doing But if you want to sustain what you're doing and you want to be excited about what you're doing and think for the next two to five to 10 years, right? What it's going to, when it gets hard in sales, there's got to be more than like, I just want to make the money. It's got to be something more than that. Um, And then also I would say, I think the third thing is then figuring out who you have as support system. Cause that would be really important. Um, and like making sure there's people who are doing what you want to do. Cause sometimes we can be biased by other people's opinions or people who've never seen it and don't think that it's possible can sometimes throw you off course. Like we had a girl recently, uh, you know, when I just came back from speaking at Diversitech and she is a nail tech. And she's actually transitioning, not into tech sales, but into data analytics. And she's had a lot of pushback from people because they just don't believe that it's real. They don't believe that you can make the money that she talks about. And so I just like encourage her. I was like, you need to just stay in the light. Like you need to stay around the people who get that and who understand it and who you literally have seen and hugged. And you know that it's tangible because these people are telling you like, I've done this. Because it just continues to expand what you actually believe is possible. I don't hear you. That's, <laughs> how, that's how you know it's live, y'all. That's how you know it's live. Uh, but I was, I was, I was writing down notes. I said, one, what is your why? That was the first thing you said, like getting that why. And two, you said find your support system. If I, if I got that right, right? The industry. Figure out what industry you want to be in. Figure out what industry and you want to be in. Support system. There we go. Figure out what industry mm-hmm. you want. Because people to think be tech in. and they think tech. And I'm like, no, guys, like you have to unravel what that is. Like, mm. what do you dream about? Where do you actually, you know, I always loved like entertainment, media. You can work in media tech, you yeah. know, you can work in media tech selling software or being in data or whatever. And, or you can work in Canatech. Maybe you love cannabis. Work in Canatech. 
Maybe you're really passionate about the environment. You can work in agriculture, agritech, right? So there's solar tech. Like there's so many areas of tech that are untapped still who definitely need black people in there. Okay, mm -hmm. let's do that. And you can, you know, you have to identify that. And then it also, of course, makes job searching much more efficient because now you can say, okay, like my method is identify four industries, right? That's my method. One, one industry is going to be the closest to what you're already doing. That will be the easiest transition. So for me, I was in behavior analysis. So I was applying to companies that use um, or companies that provided ABA clinic software. That was what I what I initially was applying to. And then I had like my I, my dream industries. I wanted to be in business. I wanted to be in media and entertainment. And I wanted to be in like real estate tech. Like because I just have mm. I have real passions for those things. They were interesting to me. So I recommend people do that. Right. Identify those four industries. And the first one can be the closest to your relevant experience. And then the other ones are like ideal, you know, dream dream industries that you would love to work in if you had an opportunity. That's good because I think a lot of people think of, hey, I just want to break into tech. And I've actually spoken to students and other people that I'm like, hey, I want to convince you to think a little bit more strategic. I want to convince you to think a little bit more of how intricate this could be. Like you mentioned, there's automotive tech. There's so many different areas of tech. In fact, I say I would say throughout for everything that we could think of in, in, in our lives, there's a tech company or companies associated with that industry, with that particular thing. So fit tech, if you like, if you like a fitness trainer and I want to like, oh, I love fitness, da, 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 boom, you, you, you just have to do the research and kind of find your way in there uh, otherwise. And so I am want to remind people right now, please put your questions. Uh, Mahogany, uh, I see you there. <laughs> I'm gonna put this up here. She's like cannabis for me. Uh, she's like, uh, <laughs> you know, let me find that. For one. real, for slide. real. Like, if you yeah. literally look up cannabis tech companies, you're gonna find all the companies, and then you can make your list based off there. Or you can also come to the Hope Dealers, and we can help you figure out that strategy. Nice. <laughs> I think that I must say you that that this is a good uh, pivot into what you do with your with your particular. Uh, company with you and Nikki, you guys are consulting people that want to break into this industry. So if you have any questions, this is something that she does for her bread and butter. You're getting an opportunity to to be able to. Uh, for I'm gonna this is a bad analogy with test ride <laughs> consulting services <laughs> with Courtney. Yeah. So uh, uh, this is a preview. There, that's that's better. A preview of what you could get working with Courtney one on one. So I would encourage you right now if you have any questions. Please put it down in the comment section below right now, and I will put it up. I will share it, and Courtney, I will address it. Either if it's a question for me, great. If it's a question for Courtney, great. Uh, but yeah, if you have any questions about tech boot camps, any questions about pivoting into tech, we're here for you right now. So go ahead and put your questions in the chat below. Now I'm going to go to this comment here that was made. I think the closest to my experience will be logistics tech but I'm interested in FinTech. And I have a follow-up question to that. Uh, when you say the closest experience you have will be logistics tech, what did you do prior to that would make you say that? I'm just curious. So if you could put that in the chat, that's great. Uh, but let me ask you a question since this is here. Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned FinTech. I think a lot of people hear FinTech and they think, you know, bank. They think what, you know, the, the, the traditional financial institutions. Can you kind of break that down, what fintech entails, if you have any experience on talking about that? Um, so fintech is financial technology. It is banking, but you can also think of anything that a bank actually needs. So software, the software that they need to use to communicate with customers, for other organizations. If you think of credit card companies, if you think of... Uh, Literally, I guess Cash App, right? That's considered like any of those types of apps. Zelle, those are all fintech companies. I'm wondering if log logistics, if she did like trucking or I'm thinking of, you know, any type of manufacturing or supply chain. Is that maybe where, because that also has, they also have their own 
uh, tech companies for that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's like a separate industry. Yeah, you know? mm -hmm. yeah like cold. supply chain. That's what it sounds like. I don't know if that answers or if you like he was asking um, if you can say maybe what your title was. Yeah, yeah, like a little bit more background just to kind of give us context. Yeah, either your the title of what you were doing, the industry you came from. Yeah. All right, I have another question here from Julie. What is your advice for those that are already in tech and want to pivot into the other side or another industry within tech? So I believe it's like changing roles, changing positions. I think that's what uh, Julie is referring to. Mm -hmm. What would be your advice? If it's if it's role related. I mean, I think you just need to figure out, A, what role it is, <laughs> and then what skills are necessary that you need to have and, and do like a uh, self-evaluation. Do I have these skills or do I need to actually gain the skills to get them? And then if I have to gain the skills to get them, I would, I would um, also encourage you. I'm a big fan of networking. I ask people questions. I send people videos. I am like OD on anybody that I can talk to and get information from. But you can then like, I think once you identify a role, you'll be able to then target people that you can ask more questions like, what softwares do you guys use on a regular basis? What would you recommend that I, you know, need to invest my time into learning? And then American, ugh, American Dream Academy, I believe, I will send this to you as well um after this but i'm pretty sure it's american dream academy so they offer a bunch of programs for free mm. sv is one of them i probably shouldn't say that as somebody who can get a referral however it is though like it is just the program itself so it, it doesn't include all the other like co career coaching and extra added layers of resources but they have data analytics, they have front-end development, back-end development, like they have a bunch of programs that you can learn on there and it's free. So that is an option if you are, you know, a self-learner um, that you can in in consider, but go to like any tech networking groups or like people do like hackathons. They have things like that for more technical, technical roles that you can just learn from. So I would definitely say find the role, Right. Identify the which role it is and then, um, you know, see what skills you currently have, where you need to go and then find people who are currently doing those things and see what their opinions are on it. Yeah. Yeah. And if I could pick you that's probably a huge one. Sorry. Execute. Then you have to actually do it. Yeah. It's not going to happen through osmosis. Oh, I'm thinking about it. It's coming. It's coming. Oh, no. I, that networking portion. I think people sleep on that a lot. I mm -hmm. think. The fact that if you can find somebody that can champion you, that can guide you, that is where you want to go, that that I think is key. So, like again, it comes through identifying where you want to go first and foremost, and then find. And I've interviewed somebody recently that did this, and they find that person that is where you want to be, and let them and let and like somebody as a mentor that's mentoring you. If they say do X, Y, and Z, like like Courtney just said, execute X, Y, and Z. And it will, it will definitely work out for you. So hopefully that helps. I think that, that's a yeah. great question, by the way, Julie. Thank you so much for, for, for sharing that. And I got some, we got some feedback from Tanisha who says, I worked six years in logistics industry. I worked as an account planner, dispatcher in trucker and trucker uh, shipping and a shipping clerk as well. Mm -hmm. So that definitely provides context. I think you could definitely, you know, you could, you could probably even find uh Plenty of work in fintech. Uh, what would you say to that, Courtney? Now that we know, have some context. I mean, just the little bit of context. First of all, transferable skills are very, very real. So, I just based on what you're saying, and it's really going to be you. You would probably need to book a call. That's just the reality. <laughs> but um, just based on what you're saying here. There's a lot of ways you can go. And essentially what's going to have to happen is you're going to have to identify and break those into measurable, like measurable things, right? And say, I did this, this, and this. But that is ultimately based on what role you're trying to get into, right? So it's like it kind of goes in a circle if you're not really sure what you're trying to do. You're like, yeah, I want to break into tech. But then 
you don't know what you're just kind of like throwing darts and hoping something sticks. So you have to get more granular. You have to figure out if you want to work in fintech and, you know, we can start looking at what what's required. What are they asking for? Oh, my gosh. There we go. My earring. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, what are they looking for? And then you you basically work backward from there because then you can plug in what your what your skills are, what your actual experience is based on the specific role and what similarities. And then you can also fill in those gaps of what you need to continue learning. It may just be the language. Like maybe you can start looking on Facebook. There's there's definitely like a Black Women in Tech is a great Facebook group that you can go in there and see what people are talking about. You can browse before you even have to interact. That's a great um, resource. And uh, just like look up FinTech uh, literally, or go into chat GPT. If you don't know what that is, figure it out. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you can go and look up like FinTech terminology that I should know and see what happens. <laughs> well, that's so good. That's really good. I'm actually going to go to Julie real quickly here. She says, thank you for the information that you have. And, and I, I didn't, I mentioned it earlier, but Nikki, uh, who was a friend of the show. Hey, Nikki. Uh, she actually was one of my first guests that I had on, and it was a tremendous uh, conversation that we've had. And, she, and Nikki and Courtney have partnered together to help you. So if you have any questions that you want to reach out, go ahead, book a call. Her LinkedIn is below. I, it's, it's cool. They, of course, they could like connect with you on LinkedIn, like befriend you and everything like that there. I'm assuming, Courtney, like that's not a problem, of yeah, course. Absolutely. Connect with me on LinkedIn. You can book uh, a call at the link in my bio. So basically with Hope Dealers IO, we're still ironing out all of the like backend website and all of those things. But I come in and I help you figure those things out. So for somebody who has no real idea or direction on where they're trying to go, I do that. I also help with like the personal branding, right? Figuring out outreach strategies, how you're going to do all those things. And then Nikki mm. is more focused on interview prep. So once we have direction, right, then we can say, here's what you need to get prepared for. Um, yeah. We're also doing webinars every Wednesday that you guys can attend 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, different topics this week is interview, common, most common interview questions. Last week was how to tell your story. And so, we're, you know, that's some of the free resources that we're offering. And if you guys are um, looking for any volunteer work for the Missing Peace app, you want to be part of something that has a social impact, you can also get in touch with me. Yeah. Actually, that's, I forgot. I'm so busy. I went to go to yeah. questions. I have a question from somebody here. I'm going to get to your question, Amari. Uh, but first, I want to, uh, Tanisha, I want to say thank you for that. Yes, I follow the Facebook group. Thank you again for the feedback. Um, and I'm going to get to your question, Amari. So please hang tight. I uh, definitely see it and I'm going to address it, but I want to kind of go to what you were talking about earlier, which was mm -hmm. in regards to, you mentioned that um, the missing piece. Can you talk about that? Because I think that's very important. I don't want to gloss over that. Uh, can you talk about that? Yes, it is so important. It's very important to me, <laughs> but <clears throat> so the missing piece is currently in the prototype phase and we are looking for like accelerator programs, investors, right? We're kind of figuring out that landscape to get it actually the MVP or the minimum viable product launch so we can start getting users. Um, but it is, again, an autism resource app that will essentially walk families through diagnosis and what to do if they think their child has autism. And then the other part of it is just resources, right? For families who have autism or a child with autism that they're like, I, I know my child already has autism, but where is maybe an, an after-school advocate or where is an autism inclusive after-school group? Or maybe I need to see an alternative medicine doctor who can, you know, give me some tips on helping with their sensory needs. So it's really just um, an opportunity for us to bring all of this information together because unfortunately there's just silos of this information right now and families are typically just left to kind of figure it out even though we have so much more understanding of what autism is. 
And then the other part of it is being able to create jobs, right? And getting the services to people who maybe are in rural areas or who have really long wait lists that we can eventually, later phases of it, will then allow us to, um, you know, Joseph is like, hey, I'm in, I'm over here. My, all these doctors said I have a six month or a year wait list for, for my kid to be seen, but I can fly somebody from Florida because they found, they have that on the app, right? To be able to integrate and bring that to them. And so I think it's going to disrupt healthcare, which I'm, I'm pretty excited about. <laughs> and, um, I'm, I think, uh, it's a really ironic and humbling and amazing reason that I didn't pass that test. And so all of that has been the realization recently, you know, as this has gotten more real, like, oh, okay. I thought it was over. I thought all of these things are over and my impact and my passion for what that was at that time was over, but now here we are. So, yeah. And you'll be able to touch many people on a, almost on a massive scale now because of the way the outreach, the tech that you can use can have, you know, it's, it's, it, it's, it's definitely something to talk about for sure. And I'm so glad that you're able to share uh, a bit about that with us. So everybody stay tuned. I know she can't tell me as much as she probably wants to, but because <laughs> it's, it's still in the seed stage, you want to protect yeah. that baby, keeping that incubator. But, but this is great. So if you actually are an investor, if there's someone looking to actually visit that, that mission resonates with you, reach out to Courtney, Definitely let her know uh, that you want to help in whatever way you can, whether it's financially, monetarily, or or if it's actually putting your hand and getting some elbow grease in there. Yeah. And I would also just add, like, if you are maybe looking for any type of sales experience and you're kind of figuring it out, like, I am definitely looking for people who are open to just helping, not so much with lead generation, but following up you know, getting, um, having more conversations to explain the mission and get more like partners on board. So any, this would definitely be a volunteer thing. So if it could be even an hour of your time or, you know, we can figure out what that might look like, but that is an option as well. Um, beautiful. And then, yeah. No, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Use your skills, give back y'all give back. Uh, and with speaking about about giving back, I'm going to go to a question right now that I have from Amari. I'm, I'm going to address this one first, and then I'm going to pass the baton to you, Courtney. But hi, Courtney. Hi, Joseph. I have finished course careers, but I was curious on how come no tech companies have reached out to me despite passing the course. I've had tech sales interviews from I have I've had tech sales interviews from reaching out, but I have struggled to land a job so far. I'm a former AE in the healthcare staffing industry. All right. So what I would say to this, first and foremost, is congrats on going through course careers. I want to say that first and foremost, uh, being a course careers graduate myself, it, it definitely has helped me and prepared me for tech sales specifically. Now, I would one thing I would just want to lay this out as a caveat. I don't know exactly how you apply to companies, so I don't want to assume. So a lot of what I'm going to be saying now is questions that you could ask yourself and those that are watching as well. They want to ask themselves these questions. How did you reach out to these companies and how did you apply? And what I mean by that is because as we're taught, research, you know, you do the job to get the job. You do you do your research, you do your outreach, you do your prospecting. You find out who the hiring manager is, you contact that hiring manager via email. I recommend videos because not a lot of people are doing that. You're gonna be in 45 seconds, less than a minute, for about 45 seconds, you're gonna be saying, who you are, why you want to work for their company, why you want to be SDR at their company, or in your case, an AE. And of course, you're going to list some of your wins in there in that 45-second spiel that you do. And then on top of that, there's also the follow-up aspect of it that if they don't hear you, if you don't hear from them, if you don't reach, if you don't hear back from them, then you're reaching out to them. You're doing that at the same time applying to their company's website, not, not LinkedIn or any of the other places first. Apply to their company's website first. And so they have that reference and you say, hey, I've actually applied to your company's website. You know, th th my name is da, 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 da. that's in your video outreach that you do to help you stand apart. And then on top of that, you know, what 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 
what networking are you doing? Have you decided to connect with people within the company that you're applying to, develop relationships with them? Say, hey, you know, I actually applied to your company for an AE role. How, how are things at that company? Have you, have you done more of the background research and networking and relationship building? Uh, and, and I don't know. That's why I'm asking the question. I would, I would say if you want, you could definitely book a session with me. I do coaching as well, but Courtney is a coach as well. So I'm going to definitely get her input in a second, but that's the questions I would ask myself. I, was, I would say, Hey, have I done the networking? Have I connected the companies that I want to be with connecting with the people that are there? Just not, not necessarily acting for a job right away, but you know, just building rapport, building relationships with these people. And then as you gradually get to know them more, you say, Hey, you know, I'm actually curious about the AE position at your job. How is it being there? Or who's a person that I should talk to about learning more about the position of being an AE at your, you know, you know, current position. Also keep in mind that we are in a very interesting time in the tech industry space when it comes to hiring. Um, there's going to be, there's a lot of people that were laid off and this summer is going to be, you know, it's like there's times of feast and famine. This summer, there's going to be a lot of hiring, but the pool is going to be very populated with people that have years of experience in the field right now. So your competition is very steep. And sometimes some of these companies already have waiting lists. So you, so what you're going to have to do to separate yourself apart is going to be, you're going to have to probably do stuff like the video outreach. You're going to probably have to do stuff like following up. You probably have to do the, all these little, little things that is like a job within itself in order to stand apart. And so I'm going to pass the baton to Courtney right now. That's my, that's my two cents, but I want to pass it to Courtney and really kind of get her input on what, what, what Amari should do. I, I, I agree with everything you just said. And also I would even encourage you to go one step further with that creative outreach. And if it's something that you really, really want to be a part of, go there. <laughs> go there. Okay. Old school saying that, right? <laughs> go there. If, if you're in proximity to this place, of course, but even if you're maybe not, okay, I'm, I've done some things that I had to do to get what I needed and um, yeah. it involved making myself known and it was a risk. It's a risky move. So it may go either way. You know, you could also do things like um, handwritten with a Y. They make what looks like handwritten cards. No one sends handwritten cards. This is my little secret. Okay. Mm -hmm. I love, I love sending handwritten cards because people don't expect it. You can usually send it directly to the office, but also like he was saying, you know, figuring out who you're going to talk to and how you're going to stand out. And you can also ask for feedback if um, like if if you're not getting past, like, I guess, what interview stage are you not getting past? Are you not getting past like ATS where you submit your resume and they're just auto auto sending back? That might say something that maybe you need to tweak your resume. If it's you get an interview, but then you're not getting to the second or third or an offer stage. Now, where do you need to adjust, right? Is it that your confidence isn't there, that you maybe need to highlight more of your selling experience? Um, and you can ask for that feedback and some people will give it to you and some people won't, but also you're in sales, baby. So <laughs> take the, don't take it personal, you know, move yeah. on and um, really understand that it's leading you closer to the yes. Mm -hmm. it's, it just is, it's leading you closer to the yes. You just got to keep pushing and you're going to learn so much about your, your endurance during this point so just keep going yeah and all you need is one <laughs> all you need is one yes not two not three just yeah. just just that one uh it's nice to have three so you can you know negotiate and mm -hmm. do all that sort of fun stuff yeah. with it but all you need I is would, one. i would literally love like i love creative outreach so if you guys like want some ideas like you guys can hit me up for that but definitely go there i would seriously say go there reach out forget the hiring manager guys you know what another boss move is going to be? Forget the hiring manager. Hit up the CEO. Yep. They respond. Go to the CEO. Go to somebody that's on the C-suite, on the executive team. How about if you don't, don't just limit it to one either? Hit all of them. All of them. How bad do you want the job? That's all I'm saying. How bad do you really want it? And if, it, if it's really going to be like something important to you, do it. Just forget what they might say. They might not see it. They may see it. That would be my definite input. 
Yeah, and that persistence shows them that oh, this person has great. They, if if they if they could take the no from me for uh, what is this the fifty fifty fifth time, yeah. then yeah. they could they could handle a prospect and making sure that deal closes as an and that follow up too. Like if you already got a denial, follow up with them again. Yeah. Send yeah. like a funny video that's like you denied me, but you need me. You know, like you need me to be there because clearly the position hasn't been filled, but I am available. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's me you're looking for. Yeah. It, song I just thought of. It's me you're, you're looking for. for. <laughs> That's I the can one. See it in your... Yeah. You got it. See, we just we just gave you a video to send. I you better can... get that. Vi you better send me that video so that I can literally laugh hysterically. And then you better send it to the CEO. I got I got an idea. I got an idea too. Just do the whole Eddie Murphy coming to America with him in the and him it. in the boombox, and and just have that picture there and say, "Hey, it's it's me you're looking for," uh, in in the in the in the email uh, and video outreach that you do. And just be like, "Hey, <laughs> I'm here." It's I mean, almost like Joseph does sales for a living. I kind of, yeah, kind of, kind of, yeah. No, I, I absolutely, I even on phone calls when they be like, we don't want this. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'll, I guess I'll call you back tomorrow. Thank you. <laughs> you know, just, you just have fun with them. Be like, oh, you know, just, yeah. oh, man, like, I, yeah. Today wasn't your day. All right, let's go yeah. back tomorrow. Let's do it. I had yeah. a guy like that at Dun and Bradstreet, and he literally, he was so nice, but he's like, Courtney, you're calling me again. I was like, yeah, man, because you haven't told me not to call you. You just keep telling me it's the wrong time. But I want to talk. And he, every day, boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom, boom. And then I finally, like, found a video that was, um, it was some more research on him that showed he had just graduated and he was a dad. And so I was like, I know you're super busy and I see that you have persistence. Like, it was quoted in the article about him. And I was like, mm. me too. Like, let's get on the call. And then he agreed to take the call. And it wasn't a good fit, but we got the call. So <laughs> that's all we could ask for. That's yeah. all we could ask for. Yeah. With that being said, I mean, I think it's a great place to stop because I feel like, you know, after after a certain amount, we got the like, court's at the charge. So um, I'm going to probably put a pause here and say thank you so much, Courtney, for just taking the time to speak with not just myself, but the whole family here at Tech Niche, because uh, I consider every member of those that watch family members that they could just reach out. Too. And I mean, I, I like my LinkedIn is open, guys. You know, message me all the time. I respond. If I didn't respond, it's because I was trying to. And then my toddler <laughs> took my phone and he ran away with it. And I'm chasing him. Get Asa, come back here. He's, like, da, 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 da. He's still at that wild thornberry language stage. Um, <laughs> so, so it, it's all love here. Thank you so much to everybody that was uh, able to to join us here. Uh, let me see here. We got some comments. Uh, oh, Tanisha said, awesome. And she said, oh, wow, good idea. Love this. I'm not too sure. She, I mean, I think she was, that was around the creative idea stage that she said sent that over. Mm -hmm. And then we have thank you from Miss Pock. And she says, uh, also, this was good. I'm so glad this was helpful. I'm, I'm very glad. That's why we do this stuff. We do this to help. You know, this to help. So before we go, any last words, Miss Courtney? Mrs. Um, Courtney. Oh, um, <laughs> I think just like never give up yeah really that's it's so simple but it's not right it's easy but it's not simple or simple but it's not easy just you can't give up you know if you're in a season where maybe it's really challenging like you know the guy was saying he's he has experience like i understand yeah. guys i'm at, i still i interview okay i interview for myself, because your girl needs cash flow while she's building a business. So I need you guys to understand I'm there with you. Yeah. And that makes it even more challenging because then people are like, oh, you know, the objections I get like, oh, but you're building a business. We have like, time for this. Oh, my God. <laughs> your girl has about 30 jobs. <laughs> um, you know, if you're in that season and it feels like it's just not working, it may be a time for you to pivot. Or it may be time for you to just take a pause. And um, but don't stop. Okay, that would be it. Just never give up. Hold on to that feeling, as the philosopher said. Street lights, people. Don't stop believing. Don't stop. We gotta do karaoke. I feel like yeah. we'll, have a, we'll have a good time. <laughs> bring, bring Nikki. Bring the whole crew. Oh, yeah, we'll, have, we'll have a good time for sure. Thank <laughs> you so much, Joseph. This was such a great conversation. I this was a really hard day. So in all transparency, mm. I had a really challenging day today just yeah. mentally um and this was 
so great to come on and just laugh and not take myself so seriously. Ah, Usa. Yeah. So the, thank you. And the fact that you have six kids and I can be like, ha, somebody has more kids than I do. I know. I, you know <laughs> some competition, like, oh, you have kids? How much kids do you have? And then I'm like, ah, I win. <laughs> Together, we literally have a whole team. Like, it oh, would be man. a zoo. It, 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 it's a zoo already here. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it's a zoo already here. All right, family. With, with that being said, me and Courtney might talk a little bit more after this. Oh, I appreciate you actually saying that, Amari. I'm glad this hopefully was helpful. I'm, I'm rooting for you. Reach out to each either other, either of us for coaching. For sure. Hit me up, guys. Yeah, absolutely. And with that being said, y'all, have a great rest of your night. Look forward to it. Share with, so this with somebody else. And I hope to see you on the other side. Take care, family. Peace, y'all. <laughs> hey, family. It's Joseph here again. Now, you have heard me talk about how tech sales has changed my life. I actually want to introduce you to another career that if you decide to go into it, truly is recession proof and that is cybersecurity. Level Careers is a platform similar to Course Careers that's self-paced and allows you to obtain knowledge and ed education in cybersecurity and get this without prior experience or a degree. That's right. And so you definitely want to get into that and if you are interested in learning more about cybersecurity, go ahead and click the link below. It's in my description and use my promo code Joseph10. That's right. Use my promo code Joseph 10 in order to save 10% off of the purchase price of that course. So without further ado, I'm not going to delay you. Go click on the link, check out the free introductory courses and change your life today.